The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Coming up. What hurts the most is, is knowing that there are people home who know exactly what happened. It was an unforgivable act. If people think that it can't happen to their family, guess again. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. It's a double murder that has haunted Elizabethtown, Kentucky for more than 20 years. Joshua West and Jason Walker were murdered in 1998. Two young men in their 20s. The two were last seen at the Walmart store there. Detectives suspect there could be multiple people involved. Family knows someone has the truth. As you are hearing, it was a double murder in Kentucky two decades ago. Joined by WHAS reporter Heather Fountaine, Heather, what brought this case to your attention? Right. So I had reached out to the Elizabethtown Police Department just to see if there were any cases they were working on that they wanted us um, to be able to talk about and maybe help uh, bring some attention to it and lead to an arrest. And they were like, actually, there's this murder that we've been working on for more than 20 years that we still haven't found answers in. And we'd love to be able to talk to you about that one. So that's kind of how we were connected um, and how it was brought up. So Elizabethtown, just to give you some background information, um, is about 50 miles or so south of Louisville. It's a pretty small town, maybe 20,000 people. And in this town, there are only two unsolved murders, this double homicide being one of them. Um, So every single detective that has gone through this department has looked at this case and has been a fresh pair of eyes to try and see what information they could find that the detective before couldn't find. Um, So it's really important to them. And they have stayed in touch with the families um, for all of these years and are just so dedicated to trying to find justice for them. So Heather, let's go back to November 16th, 1998. Tell us about what we know happened. And and to backtrack a few hours, so the night before was um, November 15th, around 10 or 10.30 p.m., police have told us that both of these guys were seen um, outside in the parking lot of the Elizabethtown Walmart, and that's the last time they were seen alive. Fast forward a few hours, it's just after midnight, um, a patrol officer is actually flagged down by a neighbor who says, hey, there's a car on fire kind of down this gravel road in the woods. So the patrol officer goes, I mean, it is a hot fire. This car is burning. It takes them some time to put out this fire. And then once they do, they realize that Jason Walker and Joshua West are both inside of it 
and had both been shot. Heather, what can you tell me about these two men, Joshua West and Jason Walker? Sure. So um, Joshua West, um, Elizabethtown local, um, 23 years old. He was a new father um, at the time that he was killed. I think his baby girl was only nine months old. Um, He was friends with Jason Walker, who was 24. And Jason, um, also a local to Elizabethtown, but he had lived um, in a few places uh, before his death, too, that wasn't Elizabethtown, but that's where he was living at the time. Um, He was an only child. His mother had passed away. His uncle was helping to raise him. Um, So just kind of two friends. Um, The families were aware of each other, and they were spending their last day together. So, Heather, it's just amazing to think that his daughter is now the age he was when when he was murdered, and to think about that, that timeline and where she is today. That's how long that it's been. She was nine months old and he was killed. A baby probably has no recollection of her father. It's now been 20, uh, almost 23 years. It happened in November, but she's had a birthday since then. So she is now the same age as her father was when he was killed and has never really had a chance to know him except through pictures and through family stories. All right. So early investigation back when this first happened, what did they learn? They were looking at that car. So this happened at midnight. By the time that they moved the car to the police department, um, the sun was rising. So it had been several hours uh, that investigators were out there just trying to pick up any piece of evidence. Once it gets back to the station, they bring in um, contractors and arson investigators to look at the car to try and see if there was an accelerant in the car. And that's um, what started the fire so quickly or got the fire so hot Um, and looking for other evidence to see how intentional um, this was. You know, Heather, this is so long ago, tough to think they'd have much in the way of new evidence today or any evidence to keep moving this thing along. At this point, police believe that there's probably multiple people that were involved in this Um, because Elizabethtown is such a kind of small community. Everybody knows everybody. There have been so many rumors that have come out of this, um, who may have been involved, why someone may have been involved, but police have never been able to really lock down anything legitimate. Um, It appears from the police investigation that these two were the targets here. Um, This didn't seem to be random at all. Someone was after either Jason or Joshua or both, Um, but they haven't been able to lock down anything legitimate. And I think that's been such a big concern for these families too, is we have lived in this community. We know so many of you, and there are some of you that have the truth to this and just have not come forward to police with that truth. So they believe there's really critical pieces of information that they wouldn't share with us what those were, but critical pieces of information that they need in order to solve this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Heather, had this happened today, you know, there would be 
potentially surveillance cameras, certainly not back then as much. Even so, this was a pretty remote location though, right? Right. And where this is was in the woods. Um, It was down a gravel road on Nicholas Street. And um, police told me that to find this location, you would have to know where it is. It was not a fluke. This car did not just end up there. Someone would have to be familiar with the area to find it deep in the woods, as deep in the woods as it was. So have investigators said anything about why they think more than one person was involved? They didn't tell me exactly why. Um, As much as they would tell me, they were tight-lipped about some things. Um, They didn't tell me exactly why they think it's more than one person, but based on, you know, rumors that they've heard over the years, and I guess based on evidence that they've seen that believe that it was. Interesting that they are still holding back on some of this evidence uh, or whatever they have after so long. I know. And I think a part of that has to do with the fact that they are so determined to solve it. They don't want to do anything to jeopardize that. One thing that they did tell me is um, they don't want to give too many specifics because they don't want to put something in someone else's head. They want people with real information or real tips to come forward with that information and are afraid that if they say too much, what they come forward with may not be the truth. It may be a false memory. Um, They want to make sure that certain information is not on the record. That way, when someone is is able to give them that info, they know, okay, this is legit. They didn't hear this somewhere else and are now just coming forward with it. So as far as we know, just not a lot to go on. Right. As far as we know, not a lot to go on. Um, again, last seen at that Walmart at 10, 1030 in the parking lot. Police are working hard to solve it. Like I said, every single detective has touched this case in that department over the last 20 something years. And some of them are not even alive anymore. Um, So this case has been through a lot of hands. All right, Heather Fountaine from WHAS in Louisville, Kentucky. Keep us posted if anything does come out of all this. Appreciate your time. Definitely, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault. 